You're listening to No Dice, No Problem, a new monthly Asians represent variety show hosted by Drew Kwan and me, Daniel Kwan, on the One Shot Podcast Network. Check out uncut video and other exclusive content at patreon.com slash AZNS represent. We're back. No Dice, No Problem. Asians represent is on break, but... We don't take breaks. We work we don't, hard. We're on the grind. We're on the grind. Content. We're, we're in a flow state. <laughs> we literally, <laughs> we literally just said, you know what? We're not allowed to talk about the things we're passionate about until we record. Until yeah, we record. there, there are moments like okay, so we, I, I certainly have been playing, uh, Baldur's Gate since like it came out. You know, I mean, I've, I, I owned it since day one of early access. I yeah. played that first part. In early access and then i was like i don't want to burn out on this game before mm-hmm. we get to it like the rest of it you know i, I don't want to do that to myself uh i, I don't want to um new world it you know <laughs> where we played so much in the beta then when, when the when new so world much. fully came out i was just like nah. i'm done i mean i've still put like 40 hours into it which was i think respectable that's respectable since com- you got it for free too yeah compared <laughs> compared to the like hundred hours i put into the game in the beta uh it wasn't nearly as much um, i i feel the exact same about diablo 4 the new season started and i was just like eh. yeah. I, I played so much of the campaign like my character's level 85 my main character's level 85 oh great you're like halfway to level 100 halfway to level 100 and i don't even know how many hours i played of that game yeah i played but a lot it, would have been over a hundred hours. I think it would have been over a hundred hours of that game. Yeah, same. I don't know uh, if Battle.net tells you your hours in a game. It doesn't. You have to like oh. go and use like a third party tracker to, to oh, get that eh. information. Yeah, eh. yeah I but, would easily uh, say over a hundred hours though. Yeah, for sure. I feel like one dollar one hour rule. I feel like I got my money's worth out of Diablo. Yeah. But the the new the seasonal content just didn't pull me in. It's just like the same stuff. It's the yeah, exact same stuff. The change is too minor, in my opinion. Yes, agreed. Uh, and, to warrant it. And um, it's like, oh, you do these malignant dungeons and you'll get this other thing that you can slot into select items. Yeah. And it's like, don't care. I Like, yeah. what is driving me to do this? Nothing is driving me to do this. Like, maybe, there is no narrative. Maybe I'll return in like three seasons when there's, ju- you know, and see what's different. When everything the ba- everything is balanced differently yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah, that, that's the thing. That game will always be there. Um, but right now, Baldur's Gate. Yeah, right okay. So Baldur's to my Gate. original point, because we yes. meandered so fast, uh, right out the gate. Um, I've been playing all, all weekend. And yeah. so, you know, I want to talk about it with my boy. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you pressured me into getting it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I would, last, I? last week I was talking to Aizen. Uh, we were playing Aizen, myself, uh, Marcus, and Geo. We were all playing Battlebit, which is also great game. Excellent shout game. out. We should we should play it again. It was so yeah, having a squad of four was so fun. Um, but uh, somebody brought up uh, Baldur's Gate, and they were like, "Oh, have you, Daniel, are you are you playing Baldur's Gate?" And I was like, "Nah." I'm like, I don't like to buy too many games. I like to. As best I can, I like to buy and beat every game mm-hmm. in my Steam library. Mm-hmm. I have I failed to do that. Um, yeah, your excuse to me was, but no, no, no. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, I'm, and I was like, I, so? <laughs> no, and then, so then when we were playing Battlebed, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, but I'm waiting for Armored Core because I, I know a whole bunch of people and Asians represent, like in the community are excited about it. And I was like, oh, it looks fun. Uh, I've never played Armored Core. And oh, then it planted the seed. And then I just, my Twitter is just like everybody talking about Baldur's Gate. And then I was like, ah, oh, should I have gotten yeah. Baldur's Gate? And then you, Eisen, and I were playing GTFO on Saturday. Also a great game. We only play good games here. We only play good games. And that GTFO is very special to, to Drew and I, our audience. It, it's a very special game because it is the game in which we forged our friendship. Um, and uh, we were playing, and then Baldur's Gate came up. And then you and I were like, you should just get it. And I was like, I don't know. And you were like, yeah, you were yeah, like, you're, and then like, you said, I'm, sa- <laughs> you I'm like, saving my money. And then Drew, you were like, for Armored Core, I Drew, you were like, Daniel, if you don't get it, I'm going to buy it for you and make you feel bad. And I was yeah, like, fine. Yeah. And I bought it on the spot. Because, like, this is the danger of having, like, friends who know your finances. <laughs> I just go, I know you can afford this. Buy it. Do it. Buy it. Or, uh, or I'm going to do it. Or and I'm you're going to feel bad. It. You're going to feel so awful about that. that like, like, I'm going to play. And I would have my... wired you money. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's fine. Uh, yeah, therefore, I get what I want, which is you buying the product. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. And then... Uh, Manipulate I, your friends. That's yeah, cool I, got, I got manipulated um, <laughs> into playing Baldur's Gate. That That's the... I don't know. We can't do that in the title because it's Daniel and Drew. Manipulate? Because it could have been Drew manipulates Daniel and is playing Baldur's Gate, but then that would break our naming convention for the episodes. Uh, but needless sure. to say... I installed the game that day and I'm like, I've played like nine hours of it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I've played about 30 hours, 40 hours. It like is phenomenal. What so, a great game. So for this episode of No Dice, No Problem, there will be spoilers for Baldur's Gate 3. There will be spoilers. I, I don't know if this is necessarily like a, like a review or maybe it is a review. Is this a review, Drew? I feel like... Mm, uh, I don't feel like I'm even halfway through the game. So I haven't no. played it enough to to yeah. do a review but this is uh early impressions of baldur's gate 3 um but yeah i i have played so much of it and i am loving it yeah so tell me where you're at because okay. i have played a lot more than you have over the weekend so you tell me where you're at and i'll i'll stoop to your level okay so <laughs> so <laughs> so i have uh so my party at my camp I have Gale, I have Wither, okay. I have Shadowheart, yeah. I have Lazale, and mm-hmm. I have Asterion. Mm-hmm. I have discovered that Asterion is a vampire. Okay. And I let him feed on me yeah. a little bit. The, sec- the, the sexy option. The sexy option. I'm yeah, contemplating yeah. killing him, though. Oh. Um, no, Asterion's so good. I know Wait, he's what, good. What he, class are you? I, I'm a, 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 an elf monk. I named okay. my character Bakme. I'm like, oh, this is his origin oh story. Oh my god. Um, yeah. And uh Sarah loved the character creation. She thought it was hilarious. She was like, yeah, What? Good stuff. Default penis? Like, what yeah, is this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got <laughs> default penis, you got penis A, penis B. Yeah, they just know. patched penis C and D so it doesn't yeah. clip through the gith armor, apparently. That was the that was the like 150 megabyte. Thing? Yeah, that was there was like a... I just saw an, an article where they just said that they had patched it. Um, 
where was it? I'll actually... 150 megabytes. That's yeah, a 150 penis. megabytes. That's a that's a big old penis to be 150 megabytes. Yeah, here I'll I'll, I'll pull this up for our. Uh... I didn't realize we devolved into dick talks so fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> on Polygon, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 zips up pesky penis problem in second hotfix. Ah, you know. And apparently, uh, penises C and D no longer clip through Githyanki clothing, uh, according to Polygon. I want there to be a mod that just re- yeah. <laughs> runs that back. You know, just let it um, clip. But yeah, so, let it clip. <laughs> so that's who I have uh, in terms of like my camp. Uh, in terms of the plot, I have found the 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 necromantic book of fey uh it's that like uh a tome and it's got this like missing it's got a mouth in the cover missing a, a socket did you find that oh you didn't find this sorry what i wasn't paying attention there there's a like a book of fey necromancy did you find that um you didn't find i it. don't remember you Where would have it? you would have remembered. So there Where is, is a um, there's a little there's a the goblin storyline. There is yeah. a village. Is that the um, Flump Mania ritual book? No, 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 no. Oh. There is there is a village that uh, goblins and a couple ogres have taken over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, it, I've been all over that. Thing. It's the one where you where you where you accidentally walk in on the bugbear and the ogre having sex. Oh yeah, they're they're boning. They're boning. Um, in if you go to the uh, tavern or the apothecary of the village, it's like the central building. There yeah. is a um, an underground area, yeah. And in it, there is a hidden uh, room that has this flesh necromon. It's like a necromon necronomicon style book, and it's like a face. It's a fleshy face is the cover, and there's a little missing socket. You missed it. No, I destroyed it. Oh, okay, you destroyed it. Um, yeah, now I'm now I'm thinking about it. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes, so I, I, I have it. not destroyed it. Um, um if you destroy it, uh spoiler alert, if you destroy it, it spawns three shadows and you're in for a rough time. Yeah. Because they, they do the they do the strength the strength sap, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're just like, well, my body. Oh no. Yeah, so that's where I am. I so I did that, and then I've found the goblin stronghold. Where they've like captured Volo and they've captured the really important druid God, healer. Volo. <laughs> Volo. What a guy. What an <laughs> they, idiot. They've done him they've done him very well. Um and uh I've taken the route where the goblins are like weary of me, but I don't have to fight any of them in there. I I did not do that. I uh, well, went I didn't... up into the rafters and I killed everything. Killed everybody. Well, yeah. I so like I didn't realize that it was okay to go in there and that they wouldn't like attack me. So I, I murdered, <laughs> I kicked this goblin off of a cliff and there were like three young goblins and I set them on fire. Oh um, my God. And then this bugbear was like, Oh, this bugbear. And then the game was like, Oh, the bugbear suspects you of murder. And then I was like, no. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then I walked right in. Um, yeah, I, I was confused at first because um, well, certainly I, I knew that, um, I knew that you could already walk in there. Cause I remember that from the beta for, from early access, okay. I knew that you could pretend to be like part of the absolutes whole shindig, or you could just parlay your way in and chill with them. Um, which I think is cool. I don't like, know I how I good. parlayed my way in. Oh, I do remember how I parlayed my way in. Yeah. 
when I went into the village where you find the three ogres, that fight mm-hmm. was rough, by the way. Those three ogres. Nah. Um, Just gotta cheese it. Nah, I didn't realize how destructible the environment was, so I had my whole party up on the rafters, and then they just took it all down. Um, yep. But uh, when I was approaching the vill- the, that sort of village, one of the goblins spotted me, and I convinced them that I was like, I was invited. Um, mm-hmm. And then I guess that carried over all the way into their stronghold. Yeah, because uh, you are now somewhat of a friend or ally with them, so they're yeah, like. But I didn't realize you? that because <laughs> if I... you've gotten to these, if you've gotten to their the temple, yes, the temple. Um, if you've I'm gotten inside. to the temple and you haven't killed people on the way there, then that signals to them that you're a friend. Like the the guards up front let you through, therefore you're chill. Oh, I have there. like all of their outposts just before the temple. I have killed everyone. I've just left no, no I witnesses. know, I know, but no you witnesses. can just like. <laughs> Yeah, but I was confused because um, I was sneaking around killing people, and then yeah. it was like you're wanted for murder, and I was like, "Oh, why?" Damn. I mean, yes, I did murder a bunch <laughs> of people. I was sneaking around killing everyone, and then like, I was wanted for murder. Why? It was, just, it was acting sort of like a regular like town that you might visit, despite the fact that I was going in with the intent to just start killing, you know, like a murderer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, basically, yeah. I'm, I, like uh, I was a murderer, and like, yeah. m- uh, but my big thing was, oh, when you go down. Okay, so did you have you completed all that? No, I've just gone inside and I see the the priestess. So you've not found Halsen or whatever his name. Halsey. I have not found Halsey. Um, we're we're starting to get the celebrity cameos. First, we have okay, like Cardi B like, and Cod, and we got Snoop Dogg and Cod, and then we have Halsey yeah. in Baldur's Gate Three. Because there's like, um, uh. There are so like later on there are some like goblin like like children, yeah, you know, and you have a couple options. And I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not about to kill no kids, you know. Oh, that's what I accidentally did. Yeah, not like, in the temple, not in the temple. Cause like, I was trying to go about it a nuanced way, somewhat. Where like, I don't know. I don't think that the goblins should die just because they're goblins, and I don't like Agreed. the way that they're necessarily being talked about sometimes. Um, but also if, if in, in the setting they are doing some nasty stuff and being terrible, then yeah, like I'll, I'll do the thing. Like there were later on you encounter spoiler alert, uh, later on you encounter Dwergar like slavers. And I'm okay. like, you're just, gr- you're, you're just gross. So uh, I'm gonna kill you. So bang, you know, like I don't like. Yeah, these these goblins that I had, all the goblins that I had seen when I had walked up to them were their dialogue. It was just everyone was just talking about murdering all these people. So I'm like, yeah, they're not good. This is justice. Right? Uh, I don't know, but I am so far loving the game. After this recording, I am probably just gonna play more of the game. Yeah, tonight uh, I have it scheduled with uh, the boys that we're gonna continue our tactician run which uh, tacticians like the higher difficulty and we've, oh, okay. we've maxed out all the difficulty sliders. Um, and so like, it's, uh, it's real tough. We spent, I... we spent quite a long time trying to cheese the intro to get, um, you know, the command, the, the Cambian commander Zulk, whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, on the Nautiloid ship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you know you can get his weapon? What? Yeah. So if he gets stunned by the mind flare, mind blast or whatever, no, 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 you can come. You can command oh, drop, drop, and he because he's stunned, he'll automatically drop it, and you can drive by, grab it, and it's like a two d six sword, 
with um with like an extra d6 of fire damage and like a oh, plus one enchantment shit. which if you're especially if you're on tactician run is like invaluable for the early game to get right. your barbarian uh, so we were doing that and you can get an achievement if you manage to kill him. So we grabbed all the nautiloid uh, yeah, gas, threw gas them chambers. It just like dumped them on him and then lit everything up and exploded yeah. them. Uh, but we had to do that. It, it relies heavily on some RNG. So we had to do that for like four or five times in a row. So that's been interesting. So we'll we'll see how we do out in the real world because the intro is not influenced by your settings. Yes, it's like it's its own difficulty for whatever reason. It doesn't get in, it doesn't. It's not like tactician or anything. It's just I think just the regular game mode. And when you get and to the temple with all the out, bandits and stuff. Yeah, once you're out of the intro, uh, the on the Nautilus ship. Once you're on the beach, then it's tactician mode. Because I was like, God damn, why do these <laughs> uh, intellect devourers have thirty HP? Jesus Christ! Yeah, we should. Uh, I'm excited because we're gonna we're gonna try playing. Yeah. Um, I I wonder. I'm so if- excited we'll do like an Asians represent thing and we'll, we'll post stuff on, on the YouTube channel. We'll post it in like, I don't know, one, two hour blocks on the YouTube yep. channel. Um, that'll be fun. I think we should make something like novel of it. Like we'll, I'll, we'll make like Asian looking characters maybe. Um, yeah. And know. maybe we can, we can talk to the discord community and see if they want to like come up with our party for us to some degree. Yeah, we'll see know, if they're like we'll, we'll design our two characters and then they can design two other characters that we'll use or something. Yeah, I wonder if there are other people on Asians represent who we could collab with. We'll see. Um, but yeah, we're I feel like I think, would be into it. Yeah, but she she doesn't have the game. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll figure oh. that out. But but anyways, we uh, I think it's safe to say that we're both enjoying the game. Oh, One yeah. of the things that you had said early on about the game is that it really just like throws racism at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for it sure. just kind of throws it at you. And like, I have this, I got this, you saved, um, Barkas root, the, the gnome who's, who's strapped to the windmill. Did you say yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, you're a bit far you're, from, yeah, you're dark, far from the underdark. And I, it, I screen capped like, it. I screen capped it. <laughs> and imagine dude, if you turned to a guy and you said, you're a bit far from Japan, aren't you? What? Like, yeah. Like, what and, are you talking about? And his uh, his dialogue when you say that, because it's not an option that you pick. It's just like, it's just a part of the conversation. Yeah. I think, if I if I recall correctly, and he says ignorance is alive and well. It seems deep gnomes aren't restricted to the underdark. You know, I've lived in Baldur's Gate for years, and I was yeah. just like, I was just like, yeah. It's like that. What is what is that one scene? Oh, what movie is it? Where the guy says something racist and the guy's like, dude, I'm from Detroit. It's like this Asian guy. Oh, oh God. This is it's like in me. every movie, though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah. In every like, movie. We're all from Detroit. Like, yeah, it's just like, like it doesn't where are you from? Me. Where are you really from? But I like, think it, it's even weirder because it's like, what if somebody walked up to you and was like, oh, wow, you're really far from China? Yeah, it's just very strange. Like, yes, it is true that, you know, uh, the vast majority of Asians in the world are in Asia. You know, and yeah, the same is true for anything else. But to act like, oh my God, this other uh, race, why are you here? You're not allowed to be here. Like, this is for the topsiders. Like, what What are you talking about? It was, it's one of the weirdest pieces of dialogue in the early game. Like, why would you be up here? You can't go out during the day. And yeah, you don't go out at night. Like, what's the fucking difference? Like, chill, bro. 
I know. And, and like, there's so much stuff with the tieflings because it's like, oh, oh yeah, God. you fell, blood. And it's just, it's yeah. so, it's really in your face. And, like, I get that they're trying to reinforce what already exists in D&D. But I, I think anybody who plays it, like, it really, not only does it, like, reinforce what is established in the lore, but it also really shows how ridiculous it is. Yeah, it, it seems ridiculous. It really shows how ridiculous it is. It's just like, God, why is everybody so aggressive? Yeah, but like, it's also, it. not only is it ridiculous, it is, it's not trying at least from my interpretation, it's not trying to parody itself. It's not trying to be satire of that racist fantasy. No, it um, takes it very seriously. Yeah, because you don't get a chance to do much subversion, at least so far that I found. You don't really do much subversion. You're not allowed to be cheeky with it or to be, you know, to, to combat it in any real meaningful way. Um within the narrative so at least at least as far as i've seen you know the game is fucking huge i'm sure there are some examples that prove me wrong but, but so far you're 30 hours in so far yeah i've basically i'm basically trying to 100 act one before i move on because yeah. eventually eventually in the story you're supposed to go to this tower place and there are in true dnd fashion multiple ways that you could get there and it's like you know, it's clearly designed to try to linearly get you down one path or another. And then you you naturally make your way to that location by one of these avenues. But your boy doesn't work that way. As soon as I get <laughs> to where that would be the case, I turn right. around and I go back because I want to go to the other places, too. I, yeah. I want to get to I want to go down every path. You know? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to, like, clear out everything. I'm marking things um, like I know there is one dirt mound that i need to go to because i didn't have a shovel at that point. oh my so god go okay that i might out. not do there is like uh this little hollow area when uh that little tiefling uh tries to pickpocket you and then oh, they hide no. and i can't get in there so yeah. i need to figure out how to shrink myself to go in um or get a do you know the wild the, do you know the kid do you know the kid who can who like grunts at you that is very vague Oh, no, no, no. He literally just goes and like just stares past you. He's one of the tiefling kids in the camp. Okay, I'll have to. Okay. In the the main area. So if you're going to where the kid keeps pickpocketing you. Right, right. He's right before that. He's where they like the oxen are kind of across. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, If you talk to him multiple times and are really nice and like help him out, he'll show you a place to get in. That area. Oh, okay, good to know. Good to know. I'll Spoiler do that. Spoiler alert. But- Literally after this. But yeah, I, I think weird kind of forced reinforcement of D&D's racism aside, I really like yeah. the game. I really like the game. And like these little instances are like they are they're not at the forefront of the game. There's like little bits of dialogue um, and it is yeah. unfortunately like a convention of fantasy. It's like you see this all the time, like literally yeah. all of Dritz Doerden's stories <laughs> are me, just like, oh, my God, he's a good dark elf. I certainly chalk it up to maybe just being kind of a nerd to a lot of fantasy racism, because as a long time consumer of fantasy, much of which is racist or has racist origins. Yeah, it's it's baked into a lot of stuff. So you just become used to it. So I certainly say I, I say this with that in mind. From my personal perspective, 
the issues that I've had with the game in terms of how they write that kind of stuff has by no means outweighed my enjoyment. It hasn't even really put a damper on it. Maybe it's just my own proclivity to just go, ah, that's that's D&D, you know, and move on. Uh, I certainly don't blame anyone else for being really upset by it. Um, Like and more emotionally charged over it and not enjoying the game. I think that's a very fair interpretation. I think it's a very valid way to feel. Uh, that's just not how I feel about this particular instance. Yeah, it hasn't really. It's just kind of. I think because we are also uh, very aware of these issues in D sure. I'm sure we spot it uh, a lot faster. Oh, I, I it, spot it from a mile away. As soon as the, I see a group of people who aren't conventional, like dwarves, elves, or they're going to say something. I, I, they're going to say something. I'm like, I yeah. know they're going to say something. And like they use that to create tensions. Like, oh, the druids don't like these tieflings. I think the only one that has really to me been like egregiously bad is the um is the interaction you have with the deep gnome barkus when you're like what are you doing up here yeah, he points it out and he's he just points like, it, he calls you out and no. i think that's and i think that's well done um no. but what i didn't like is that like you have no choice over whether or not your character yeah. says that um but yeah love loving the game so far will keep playing will not give a score until 10 out of 10. <laughs> I was going to say, until episode 15 of No Dice, No Problem. Um, 10 out of 10. Until we both hit like 50 hours or something. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've played plenty of like CRPGs, you know, and, and I've enjoyed them all. I've, I've played both of the um, Pathfinder Kingmaker was really good. Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous was even better. I'd say much better. Right. Um, uh, um, Pillars of Eternity, both of them really good. Uh, what was it called? Tyranny as well uh, was made by the Obsidian. Uh, Tyranny was really good. Uh, that the parts of that I played, I didn't, I didn't end up playing through all of it. Divinity Original Sin Two was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I suffered what I call the Fort Joy problem, you played too is, much of that. Well, all these multiplayer games, yeah, because plenty of my friends wanted to play Divinity Original Sin Two when it came back came out, and you know it's hard to skip. You're not you don't hop onto Divinity to play for 30 minutes, you know, so that makes scheduling it kind of difficult. And when you're playing so many different versions of the game, you know, with seven different friends. And so each of these new set, each of these become new sessions with new characters with a slightly different combination of my friends. Um, I, I played like dozens of hours of that game without ever actually getting outside of Fort Joy. The, the main starting area. area. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just like, you know, fuck this. I'm, I'm done. Um, That's fair. Which is why I'm being very conscious to charge ahead in my own private game my for, for my own sake to enjoy it. And so that I that way I can be have more fun playing the other ones and not get involved in too many. Yeah, I want to put some like restrictions on our game because you and I are playing separately. You've got your game with your friends. I have not played multiplayer yet. So the multiplayer on game I play will be with you. And yep. so I do want to put some restrictions on it or, or yep. something. Um, I have my tactician game uh, with the other guys. I'll have our game. And that's that's probably it. I, I might have an on and off one with another friend of mine. Uh, but beyond that. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll uh, we'll get our audience to kind of help us set the parameters to which we actually play our multiplayer game. Because we are set to we're going to play it on Sunday. Sunday, I yeah, think, is I what that. we're going to do. Um, so today is Tuesday, so uh, we'll have to put a little message in the Discord uh, for, the, for, the, for the old patrons. Um, 
but yeah, Baldur's Gate three, I don't regret purchasing it. Uh, despite despite the peer pressure, I I genuinely really enjoy the game right now. Um, Something that sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, that's okay. Something that has impressed me that I think so many different. I think so many CRPGs have struggled with over the years is the sheer amount of reactivity that it has. It's not, it's not your typical tabletop experience where you can say anything and you have a, you have a GM who can improv that, that bit with you and and yes. And that into something, but the game seems to do an incredible job at just letting you do your own thing and it has a way for you to do that, whether, you know, it be trying to find some weird ass angle to approach the area. The jump, um, just the ability to jump. Jumping is so fucking funny. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to jump here. Oh, and then I can climb this. And then it just, mm-hmm. oh, when I, I found uh, this uh, when I was talking to the goblin prisoner, mm-hmm. I went around her cage and then I found this entrance to this tunnel. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, there are goblins here. And then I, I fought my way through them. And then I was like, oh, there is even more content here. And I just, I found it so naturally. And I yes. think that's, I think that's what you're saying, right? It's, it's that in this game, it is so natural to, to just discover the next thing or another path. Not only that, but it feels like a lot of these things I'm discovering my way. Yes, where and, or and I can and when when it hands me an issue or a situation that I have to resolve, I can go about it a number of different ways. And I feel like the game has at least so far rewarded me for my creativity for certain situations. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, the turn-based mode is also a big part of that too. Yeah, for sure. I know that a big bonus to this game that I think is a true iteration on CRPGs. Um, and and, you know folks go on twitter and correct me Eh, you know whatever if i'm wrong but i feel like a big iteration of this game or or, or, on the genre is being allowed to cast the kinds of spells that would help you in social situations while you're doing the social situation a lot of every single time oh yeah guidance (laughs) every single time guidance hot tip to anyone anyone if you are playing this game for the first time Just have a party member with guidance you need shadow heart shadow heart has access to guidance yeah. and guidance will be a crutch for you for the entire game but um to that point though in previous like crpgs you would often have to try to cast such spells beforehand and therefore you know you'd have to cast them beforehand uh and so you'd have to anticipate that there might be a role coming up when there may not be. And that was a lot of thinking that was just not very fun in my opinion. But now it's like, okay, you now have a persuasion check. Here are additional things you can do to generate a better outcome. So, you know, instead of having to charm person them up front way beforehand, before you even know what you're going to be talking about, you can just suddenly cast charm person. Yeah, it's you like know. you insert it into the plot. I yeah. I had this really cool. One of the things that kind of showed me how complex the game was was actually the windmill fight where you save the gnome, mm-hmm. uh, because I had snuck around back. Um, they uh, the goblins were not antagonistic, so I hadn't because I had already uh, used to diplomacy yeah. to to get into the village. 
Um, but when I turned off the windmill, they were like, oh, go, go, go see who it is. I'm like, okay, combat's going to start. So they're like coming around the corner and I'm like, oh, I'll just funnel them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'll just like kill them one at a time or I'll just kick them off the cliff one after another. That's funny. And so I sent like Gail, the wizard, all the way to the top because there's this like broken part of the windmill on the roof. And I was like, okay, I'll have Gail up here and he'll just be overwatch. And then I'll, I'll sit Bachme here and I'm just going to keep shoving. I use shove so much. Um, <laughs> and I'm just going to shove these goblins off the cliff every single time they come through. Right. I'll be like, oh, melee attack, shove. Um, and the goblins were like, really? The AI is very smart. The goblins are like, okay, cool. We're going to throw grease at you. And then we're going to like try to set you on fire. And I was like, oh, fuck. And, the, and I was like, okay, well, I was too narrow-minded in my thinking. And then I started to experiment. And I was like, okay, well, I have Gale up on the second floor. There's a warg pretty far away. And it has the most HP out of all the goblins, right? Yep. And so yep. I'm like, I'm going to cast Witch Bolt on it. And then yep. I'm just going to sit up here and just constantly deal damage to it. And I killed the warg using Witch Bolt. And then all the goblins had, had kind of like funneled around to where I had my party, the rest of the party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I've got a flank here. How do I do this? And I was like, wait, I have these scrolls of feather falling. And I yeah, used the yeah, scroll yeah, of feather yeah. falling. And I jumped down and I was like, burning hands, motherfucker. And I was like, this is like something I would do in an actual game of D&D. And this yeah. system is letting me do it. Also, I think that this game makes itself far more fun by allowing you to cast a bonus action and an action spell. Oh, 100%. Like the little the little changes they make to D&D's 5th edition, uh, like the rules, I think that those are really good changes that work really well in uh, this sort of form. I think know? this is a great way for people to A, get into D&D, and B, sure. like, maybe augment their home game, right? Because yeah. that scenario that I just laid out with, with the windmill and the scroll of Featherfall, I took that into every encounter after that. I was like, okay, now I know I can do this. It's the game is so well done. Yeah, there are moments. Hey, I'm gonna, you know, spoiler alert, I guess. Sure. Uh, when you're in the temple, okay. uh, that the goblins have taken over. Um, if you start picking fights in the very middle area, so yep. so when you where go she, where past, she's branding all of the no, goblins. No, 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 no. If you go past her, oh, okay. if you go past her, there's a bunch of areas that have big drop downs into a lower level. And those goblins are they like they're very smart assholes because you can push them and they can push you. Mm-hmm. So they'll just huh and you're like, <laughs> well, I guess I'm, you know, down 30 health and I've just been pushed into a pit of spiders. Yeah, I'm trying to play it very safe with this temple. Like if I find a key sort of like goblin target, I'll probably try to follow them into our room and just like off them in the room i got four attacks right yeah, before. i um i turned i respect asterion into an assassin because i was realizing that i wasn't really using his magic at all uh mm. he was really just my rogue to lock pick disarm and cheese the hell out of encounters see <laughs> i i'm just using my monk for that i've got all the because i have asterion at the camp right now because i have lazale gale uh Shadowheart, and my character and I was thinking of respecking um maybe Asterian when I no longer need Lazale. Uh respecting uh Asterian as a ranger. Yeah. Um, because I have some really great gear. So um, you haven't met Karlak yet. 
No, I guess I'm going to get a ranger then. If I'm going to get a ranger. Oh, Karlak's not a ranger. Oh, damn. Okay. Karlak's a barbarian. Oh, cool. Uh, she She's a tiefling barbarian. See, I don't know if I have need for... Do you have uh, will? No. Okay. He's a warlock. See, I, I, I don't know if I have need for that, because like I really like Gale. I like having my arcane spellcaster. I like having yeah. my cleric. I have my monk. Oh, first of all, deflect arrows is so cool in the game. It's like, oh, catch mm. this and throw it right back at you. It's sick. It's awesome. There is a sentient amulet later on in the game that you're going to love. For my monk? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to play that monk all the way to the end. Yeah, yeah um, for, sure, for sure. I am loving my character but yeah it's kind of that like i have a melee character and i you know i have elemental abilities i have a, a cleric um you know i i have a, an arcane spellcaster what is my other slot and i you know like i kind of want to have a ranger for that range support um uh, because right now shadowheart's been doing that yeah so you don't you won't have a named character that does that. Like you won't have any of the regular party members. Right. Um, Withers can uh, summon a hireling that I guess you can make yes. into a ranger. Um, does that add a fifth party member? Yeah. So they're just no, no, no. So I, I've, I have not tried it out to be fair. Oh, okay. my understanding is that they are simply a blank slate character that you can make into whatever you want in the game. Interesting. And they just t- they they are just one of the party members, so okay. you, you can't go to five uh, or anything. I, right. At least at least as far as I'm understanding it, um, it's just like you won't you know when it comes to Asterian, Carlac, Will, um, Gale, Lazel, Lazel, and Shadowheart. None of them are Rangers. Yeah, Shadowheart's so, just kind of using. I have a short bow on Shadowheart, and I gave Shadowheart all of these special arrows. And I've just been kind of running with that right now. Yes, yeah. Um, I think it's, I think a Starian works really well as a longbow because he, he's an elf, right? Oh so yeah, he totally. Gets a longbow proficiency. So I just run him with that. But I was at that point where Lazelle was like, "I need to be in your party," or Lazelle. Yeah, you, nah, nah. And then I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna take her out of the party and add in a Starian." Um, but that is a good point. Um. But yeah, I think we're loving the game. We should revisit it when we hit, you know, a milestone. I, I don't know if it's 50 hours. No, we're going to hit that like this week. I'm already there. Uh, like if we hit 100 hours with the game, we'll we'll do like a, a proper sit down review. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up is uh, I pick up a lot of the books that you find in the game and I read them. I do too. And uh, yeah, I just got I found a whole today that's like you pick up 100 individual like unique books. Oh, that's awesome. I uh, I found the uh, unappro- the approachable East, uh, the change to the unapproachable East. And I there are like, five oh, vol- cool. there are five volumes of those. I thought there were six. Find a lot of them. I mean, there's six. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's six. I found fa- I found volume six. I haven't found. Them I all. did. I did notice that change because for those who don't know, it, as far as I'm concerned, or uh, as far as I know, it used to be the unapproachable it, East. So I think it, I think the unapproachable East still exists, but this approachable oh, East but the is, book is, is a saying book that it's, that's it's, saying that it's actually approachable because yeah. the unapproachable East is that like border region um, in like yeah. northeast and eastern Faerun. Um And uh, I think the book is supposed to say how approachable it actually is. Um, yeah. So I, I like that little detail. Um, it gives fun. me hope for the rest of the game. Um, um. But yeah, we've got a, a couple of other things that we wanted to talk about. Um, one, 
the uh, we both did not go to Gen Con. <laughs> um, I haven't paid well, attention to it at all. Yeah, I just I it would have been cool to be at the Ennies because Avatar won gold in uh, for best family game slash product and best rules. Um, and I would have loved to see the Disney Lorcana lines. Yeah, uh, that, that's true. But I think the big thing is like I, I, I wanted to see people, but I felt less FOMO because I knew I was going to see so many people at Big Bad Con. Did you get your plane ticket, by the way? No, I was going to do that. You, you uh, got to do tomorrow. that. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to big bad con. Uh, I think I have to have a more polished wandering blades now that I announced it on Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah. And we have, we have a couple, uh, I don't think we're allowed to talk about exactly what yet. Cause did you get that? Yeah. Yeah. What what? did I get? What? There's an email. Did you get the email? Big bad con. Yeah. Uh, We'll talk about later. Uh, but like, um, you know, there's there's some programs we got to prep for. We just you mean about the the panels and stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah, we're I think we're cool with that. I don't think we've confirmed anything yet. No, it's all it's. No, I I, I don't think we've confirmed like. Uh... Oh, I'm getting all these. Uh... Getting all these emails now from Big Bad Con. I haven't checked my email today. Okay. Cool. So yeah, I'm just I've got all these emails that's like, ah, all of these people are attending X panels. Um I my biggest um the difficulty that I'm having right now with Big Bad Con is that there is so much overlap between a lot of the panel submissions that you literally have like three of the same panel. Like what for our cultural mm-hmm. consulting panel, we're doing that literally next door at the exact same time to a sensitivity consulting panel. That's quite a lot of overlap. And I feel like they, they should either combine them and make a longer panel or kind of talk to the organizers about, you know, what's going to happen. Because all of these people are asking me to be on their panels and I've submitted stuff. So now I'm like, OK, am I going to just be like overwhelmed with stuff? Because I'm on like, I don't know, 10 things now. So I have to like I might have to cancel some of my stuff. I'm not going to cancel the thing that you, Emma, and I are doing because I'm super excited for that. That's going to be fun. Uh, that's probably one of the that's one that we need to we need to probably prep. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I'm most excited about. I I think we could talk about that on this episode. We're doing a workshop. Uh, we're yeah. doing a workshop on uh, like world building, and it's going to be run by three archaeologists, three TTRPG writers, and it's a small closed workshop. I believe it's limited to ten people. And we're literally going to help you create a fantasy culture. And we are so excited to do it uh, because we're going to cover sort of anthropological basics. um, And then we're going to sit down with everyone and kind of help them flesh out something. So by the end of the workshop, you'll have something that you can use in, you know, your home game or if you want to publish it. Uh, And I, I'm hoping that we'll be able to refine that workshop and take it to different cons. Yeah, that's just one of our staple things that we do. Yeah, that's kind of the goal. You know. uh, and then, of course, we're doing all of this no dice, no problem shit. Yeah, yeah we're doing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. The bathroom podcast. <laughs> we're going to have the bathroom podcast. It's we're going to... The bathcast. We're, oh, Daniel and... The episode's going to be called Daniel and Drew go to the bathroom. 
uh, or something <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, we uh, we didn't go to Gen Con. Uh, we would have loved to, but we're going to Big Bad Con. We're I don't very have excited money to go that. to multiple cons. I just, I'm just a little. Gen Con is at a scale that I'm a little frightened of. Oh yeah, I understand. I'm a little scared of, and and not not just for like a COVID thing, but it's just a lot of people. Like it sure. is, it is a lot of people. It is very overwhelming, and I haven't been to Gen Con since before we started doing a lot more very vocal work in the industry. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. A little like I know there are people out there who attend Gen Con who they don't, don't like us. They don't like us, and look, I I don't wanna I don't wanna have to. Uh, you know, be in conflict at a convention. Yeah, there's something about, so with Big Bad Con, you know, and I've never been to any of the industry's conventions of any kind, really, you know. I'm is actually going to be your con- first TTRPG yeah, convention? Yeah, th- oh, wow. Actually, okay. I think this is outside of, like, archaeology. I'm pretty sure this is my first convention in general. Uh, before that, I've been to homeschool conventions when I was young. You know, so <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> I was young and homeschooled. Not the same, let me tell you uh and uh like our, our you know slightly stuffy archaeology conventions um well this is going to be way better than an archaeology convention because it's not going to be like but not nearly as good as a homeschool convention well no no nothing For can sure. beat the homeschool conventions yeah. um they're yeah. so fun oh man archaeology conferences like speaking to like three people and who also really cut, care about your work, kind who of. Who apparently really care about your work, but every time I did like a conference presentation, it would always be like, "Why the fuck are you listening to me? Like, do you want me to just send you a PDF? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, why are you here? Also, I'm getting published in an academic journal this oh, year. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, I just, I just found out from a collaborator that a paper that we worked on, we started working on like 2017, is finally getting published. Um, it's okay. That's been and, a while. And for people who were, who are only aware of like TTRPGs and that sort of thing, if you thought TTRPG pay was low, academic pay is even lower because it's non-existent. Yeah. We literally worked on this paper for, well, we worked on it together for like two years, and then I dropped out of the PhD program, and he continued to work on it. And then I got an email from me like, "Hey, we got accepted after some." revisions after apparently like six years of revisions and it's going to be published in this big journal yeah so we see, often we see you're nothing. doing that work you're doing all of it for free for the privilege to be published 100 100 percent, and it's it's literally for the exposure at um, which point they will then charge people 40 bucks to see your article a, a single issue yeah. or, or like a subscription is like several hundred dollars unless you're at an institution um but yeah I'm very excited for us to apply our archaeological backgrounds yeah. to our workshop at Big Bad Con. Um, I don't think we're going to talk about our lineup of things until September when everything's kind of confirmed. Yeah. Uh, once yeah. we kind of determine who's going to be on what. I feel fine talking about the workshop because I had talked about a pre, we had talked about this previously, this idea. Um, publicly so like that's not as big of a deal i so some of these emails that i'm getting uh have been uh are for like ah uh, this thing has been withdrawn because i canceled um a ttrpg podcasting 101 panel because uh some other folks asked me to be on 
the same panel. I was like, well, I'm not going to run this one. I'll just be on yours. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's it. Do you know what's got to be, so, you know, speaking of Gen Con, do you know has got to be so awkward? What? Being part of Watsy, being a Gen Con while the AI art giant shit. Oh my popped. God. Yeah. That's like, got to be so also awkward. Also because Watsy, they never really did Gen Con for like, like since 2018, at least, like Watsy hasn't had like a big really? presence at Gen Con. This is like a first for them. Um, and I don't and know if they happens. ended up doing their like follow up to Summit like they said they would. But yeah, this AI art thing came out. And um, so for for those who aren't aware, I've got the uh, why don't we refer to the Linda Kodega article on it? The Gizmodo one, because that's a pretty good breakdown of it. Sure. I haven't I have not seen that. I've just seen like the actual the base art of the D&D Beyond article itself. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So we've got so. Bigby presents uh, Glory of the Giants came out on digital August first, and then the physical is actually coming out on the fifteenth. Uh, it's the eighth right now at the time of recording. Yeah, and uh, essentially the uh, the artist who finished the work, uh, Ilya Shkin, I don't know how to pronounce that. Ilya Tapuria. No, we like Ilya Tapuria, uh, who is an <laughs> MMA fighter from yeah. Georgia, um, but. Uh, Ilya Shkipin um, basically had used AI to polish the art from some concepts done by another artist uh, who goes by really April Prime. I think it's really, um, I don't know, I feel like it's bold to say use AI to finish the project because it, it that was not created more problems. Yeah, it seems rough. Yeah, it's. Um, I don't know what like what we should say about this. Like obviously like we are like we do not support the use of AI. Um and we've taken like a really firm stance in the Asians represent Discord server as well about like the show's take on AI. We don't we don't do that. Like I've had people ask me like, "Hey, are you using this AI tool to save you time on podcasting?" I was like, "I don't know." Um but the fact that this artist was using AI to make finished work for Watsi. It's just like another really bad sort of blow to the goodwill just... that they have left, especially after like commander masters, like the price of that too, like the magic community's turning on, on Watsi and they have been for a really long time this AI art, now they have to go and make a statement. And then they made the statement from the D&D Beyond um, like Twitter account. I don't know if they did it from their actual main Twitter account. No, they have seemed to fall into this marketing thing or, or communications method where they resolve, they announce and resolve such things through D&D Beyond, uh, which doesn't have nearly as much traffic and stuff in, in terms of people looking at it right mm -hmm. so it feels like a sort of digital communication way of sweeping it under the rug a bit or, or diminishing the to have backlash. done the thing oh they retweeted yeah. it though on the main oh, okay. account okay. i just checked well that's a, that's at least something but it, it is confusing to me how they can mess this up so many different times in a row the the you, thing is you'd think they would have seen this coming because if you look 
at this artist's Twitter, literally their their artist profile says deconstruction of the flesh through painting and AI. And all of their content is about AI art. Yeah. And like NFTs what, and stuff. So you'd think that surmise, they would have caught on to that. Well, what I surmise is that um that Watsi has become just far too comfortable and are yeah. paying the price for that that level of comfort that they've now taken. They've taken too much for granted. And so they just assume that the artists are going to do well and not use AI art or things like that. And also, to be fair, when we think about the um, life, like the production cycle, it, it could be that quite a bit of this artwork was done quite a while ago, you know? Yeah. And while AI art was a bit more strong or in vogue, right? Uh, and then it just got lost in the sauce uh, of production and then resurfaced for people to see. Yeah, I like, uh, I mean, based on what I know about Candlekeep, my experience on Candlekeep is that there was like a, I was working on it a year before it came out, almost exactly a year before it came out. Yeah. Um, so we'll work with that timeline. But I think people have kind of, AI art has kind of been a taboo subject for how long in the community? Yeah, and, and will continue to be. I think it's only been really super taboo for about a year. Yeah. Because I remember when it first came out and everybody was kind of like, oh, this is interesting. And everybody was experience, uh, experimenting with like mid-journey and uh, all of these other tools. Um, yeah, I feel, I feel conflicted in that on the one hand, I can see not noticing one or two pieces of art Mm-hmm. in a book that has many, many, many pieces of artwork. Um, especially if you are just trusting that the artist who has worked for Watts or worked with Watts many, many times over the years um, is going to do right by them and, and not do this. So I can understand assuming the best. Like a in that comfort. Situation. Yeah, and, and just being comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also with how much bad press Watts has been receiving over the years, for making such blatant mistakes. It is confusing to me that they don't have a laser focus on making sure that everything works out now. Well, they only had cultural consultants from the last year. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think, hey, well, listen, at least they need they... an AI art consultant where I just, my whole job is to just sit there and look go, for weird feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if they want to pay me to look at feet all day, I <laughs> guess I will. I've suddenly painted a portrait of myself that's not true, but <laughs> yeah, the bit. Fuck it, I'll stare at your groupers all day. There's this thing that I keep seeing on TikTok, and it's um, uh, AI music, and oh. I don't know who did it, but this person got this AI tool to sing one of the Naruto theme songs. Okay, but in the voices of the characters from the Japanese voice cast. Yeah. So they got Naruto and Sasuke to sing one of the themes. And I always see it on TikTok because it always has like this slideshow of images of the two characters singing, but it's obviously all AI art because when you look at it, there's like Naruto has like, like six fingers or like the hands too small or the microphone is weird. Uh, But the faces are like very good. And it's, you just kind of see it all the time. I don't think, I think I see AI art every time I open up my TikTok. 
Oh, it's it's just all over the place. It's all over the place now, and and it's really hard to tell what is and and isn't AI art. So I think they have a uh, a challenge. This is going to be a challenge in the future. Um, it's going to be very challenging for Watsu to enforce that. At least they took a really firm stance, though, uh, on like against the use of AI art, and they wanted to make sure that like humans made everything associated with the work. Because yeah, in this it, case, it just seems like they just didn't know, and it just came out at like it's just a genuine mistake. Time. Yeah, this one does seem like more it, yeah. it, instead of corporate bullshit. It this one, at least to me, has read more like. It's just a, a genuine mistake coming out of an era in which AI art has been becoming so popular, but in the production cycle, may maybe that artwork was being produced in a time where people still were not entirely understanding of how it looks or the differences or, or things like And there were like no that. guidelines, right? So it's not like the artist did anything wrong uh, by like yeah. the Watsi's rules, uh, I would assume so. Um but yeah, I think it it just, you know, this one was an honest mistake. This one is very much like they are in that, you know, transitory period. But at the same yeah. time, this is really bad timing for them because they're yes. dealing with Commander Masters. They're dealing with the OGL. They're dealing with Summit. <sighs> Summit. Yeah, it feels uh, like all it of is, this shit. It is a honest mistake. But the issue is that it doesn't matter at this point. Because there have been so many sort of corporatized, dishonest mistakes in the past couple of years. Yep. Um, across Watsi, whether you're talking about magic or you're talking about D and D, um, that it's just really like it's just one of those things where you see it and you're just like, guys, come on, like really, mm-hmm. it's just and it just erodes faith and trust. A hundred percent. If it was a one-off, genuine mistake. Okay, we're you know we're really sorry. We're going to update all of our policies. We're going to the second uh, printing of the book is going to have different artwork. Yada yada yada. We're replacing it with this stuff. You know, update every policy, re you know rework everything. That honest mistake. You're all good. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I just I I think the and we don't have to talk about this anymore. But I I feel bad for the original concept artist who posted on Blue Sky that they felt genuinely betrayed by Watsi for allowing an artist to use AI as part of their work because their concepts were basically ran through a program to make all of this art. And that's got to be the shittiest feeling. That is, that feels like the most direct version of um, AI stealing artists work. A hundred percent. It's literally, if that's the case, why didn't you just, this is the part that, I, this is the part where, why don't you just make that mistake, in the first place? I don't like it. Why didn't you just tell them to do this in the first place? Yeah. 100%. Just tell that artist to, you know, we really like your concepts. Could you turn this into a finished art piece for us? Well, I think that's because this person is a concept artist. So I don't uh, think just, they do the finals. Yeah. I don't, sure. I don't think they, okay. uh, this is us not being artists. Yeah, I'm not um, an artist. I run yeah. a I run a D and D group uh, for a bunch of artists, but I'm not, yeah. I am myself not an artist by osmosis. Um, but that said, you know, this is a it's kind of an L for wizards. Uh, what is it not though? True. You know what? It's not an L. Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate three, because <laughs> we gonna play that after this. But um, to get to an L in Baldur's Gate, you got to go through B and A first, and that stands for badass. <laughs> so that game is so good. Oh, great writing. Uh, okay. Well, I, I listen. 
Okay, let's let's stop the episode there. <laughs> so far, I have tried to smooch uh, Shadowheart, but all I've succeeded in doing is smooching all the dudes. <laughs> hey, you smooch all game. the dudes. I don't. I don't know who I'm going to romance yet, so I'm gonna. Uh, you can basically romance everyone. I'm going to romance everyone for now. Um, but yeah, that said, uh, no, that's no problem. Twice a month, shorter episodes, changing it up, changing it up, changing the game. There we go. Listen. We, you know, we want to grow as a podcast and get, you know, get better. And we feel like going to an hour ish sessions every, you know, twice a month is better for viewing, uh, better experience and allows us to stay fresher on various topics, you know, and be more a little bit more concentrated. 100%. This way we can enact my goal of social hacking. These are better hour long things that your dad can consume. Oh and he'll God. be like, what's up with this Drew guy? Is he you, is he fresh? Is he single? And I'll worm my way into your life, not just parasocially, but also re- regular socially. You know, and you'll just destroy their their D and I'll group. destroy your life from the inside out, so that <laughs> you do not play my D and D game anymore. Hundred uh, percent. Only real listeners of No Dice No Problem will get that. Um, but yeah, the uh, we're going twice a month. Uh, our plan right now is to do a one episode with no questions from the community and then a monthly wrap-up episode with questions from the community. And the best way to ask questions about no, for No Dice No Problem is through Patreon. So uh, patrons of the Asians Represent podcast uh, get access to a patron mailbox that they can send questions to on our Discord server. Uh, so we will um, be soliciting for questions soon. Uh, but if you're listening to this and we haven't done so yet, just throw a question in there. Be like, Hey Drew, thoughts on Chessex? And we'll go from there. Um, we know what I'll, ref- I'll refrain for content. Yeah. Uh, but that said, uh, we will see you guys in. Uh, we'll see you folks in the next episode of No Dice No Problem because we gotta go play some Baldur's Gate three. I gotta go play Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.